Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, this is Man Baggage. This is a space where I get men together, drill into their heads and try and work out, are there any universal rules to do with masculinity and men? If I went into a rainforest tribe in the Amazon, would I still find Gary in the corner trying to watch whatever is the equivalent of football whilst ignoring his missus? The answer is yes. Can we build an instruction manual for men? And the reason I want to do this is not because I want to be old school and binary and old fashioned. It's because we need to solve some of the shit and some of the gaskets that's blowing out the back of men's heads to do with all the stuff that men are going through. So this is my humorous tool as a way of prizing open the traditional, whatever that means, male brain or traditional masculinity, whatever body you're born with, and try and work out what makes us blokes tick. And we've never gone into this area before. It feels specialist, but I feel with everything that's going on with the gas bills, with the electricity bills, with the economy and the interest rates, I feel this is the right time for this episode to bring in a marine of financial savviness because that's what we're talking about today. I did toy with the word frugality, but frugality sort of seems to mean stinginess and there's no need to be frugal. You can be with your dollar gun, that's me with my dollar gun people, and still be savvy with where those dollars land. I mean, that's personally what I'd recommend for Drake, that he has a better target on his dollar gun so those dollars land on the girls you intend. That would be a financially savvy dollar gun. And in the house, help me with this. We've worked on the same show before. Uh, Please stalk this guy's socials. He knows his stuff. It's Emmanuel Asuquo. Emmanuel, welcome. Hey, Russell, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Uh, time is money. You'll be the yes. first one to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> and helping me out in this discussion is Lindsay Kane, who married what's described as one of the most ripped and well-hung comedians <laughs> of the 2010s. So she sat down, obviously, because some of the local trauma she's experienced just being near my shit. Hello. So well, let's define financial savviness. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. But for today's definition, we mean a person who is well-versed in dealing with expenditures, credit and other money matters. Financial savviness. Now, Emmanuel, you must speak to all, you speak to broadcasters, you speak on live TV shows, you go on news shows, you probably got all of your friends, cousins, uncles and aunties asking you for advice. You must have a quite a wide range of reference points here. So I'm going to ask you a difficult question, but it's only in your experience. Do you think men are better or worse at being financially savvy than women? Oh Lord, you've just started, just like that, but just, just like out the but, gate. But to make it easy, it's just, we stop at the edge of your experience. Okay. So no one can ever go at you for that. So I think in my experience, I would say that 
I tend to find that women tend to be more more savvy when it comes to money. Um, so. That tends to be because they they share their experience. So if one person in the group, you know, finds a way to save money, they want to then tell all their friends, guess what? This is on sale. This has happened. Or put it in the WhatsApp. Guys don't really, they're not really like, oh, guess what? I just saved a fiver at McDonald's. Do you want to, like, it doesn't, I've never had that conversation in my life. Do you know what I mean? So I think <laughs> we are much less savvy because we're not sharing the information. It's not something that we're all doing. Mm. We're this just getting on like, by. Th- this is why I like the musician notes because he literally tells you when there's a promo code on your Addison Lee. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's the first time I'd heard it in music. If men could just, maybe that's what we just need is a beat underneath it. <laughs> maybe. And then we'd be like, yeah, I saved a fiver at McDonald's, girl. And it- <laughs> It'd be cool, but it seems like, it doesn't seem cool when we do it. Do you know what I mean? No, no I know. It doesn't seem cool. Oh, yeah. like my missus, she, was, she, she bought something on Amazon and then she told one of my friends and then she went and bought, like I would, I don't think I'd buy something on Amazon and then put it in the group chat. Yo, guys, guess what? I just, it just wouldn't, the, I just get roasted the whole day and nobody would buy anything. Do you know what I mean? It just wouldn't work. So that's interesting, Lynn, isn't it? It's almost like it, it's a form of uh, the opposite of showing off. It might throw, I think what Manuel's saying, and I would be inclined to agree, is it could diminish your status sharing a bargain or financial savviness, certain types of savviness if you're a bloke. I don't agree with that. The only type of financial savviness I ever see amongst men on the boys group is is a way to stream the boxing for free. Click yes. this link, and you could. That men love sharing freebies and money saving things like that. Like for example, I've got these trainers at the moment, and everyone's like, "Oh, where'd you get those? Are they Alexander McQueen? They're fourteen ninety nine on M M&M and M Direct." And I love telling people, but the girls are interested, and the guys laugh like I'm doing a joke. I'm not doing a joke. These trainers are fourteen, <laughs> like, but it's perceived as a joke that I'm wearing fifteen pound trainers. I will wear clothes from anywhere. Like I'm not fussy. Like when we go to, if we go to any nice event or a wedding or things like that, I'm not bothered. I'll just wear whatever I feel nice in. I'm not, I don't feel the need to be like, oh, I I think that comes from an insecurity, doesn't it? I think, you know, you have a lot of people where they can't afford it, but they're trying to sustain like a look or a a lifestyle they're trying to present online. And I think that's really sad. Whereas I I don't care. What Emmanuel's saying though, that girls in their immediate group are less susceptible to that. Like a girl will come on the group and go, babe, if you like if, if you like this look, there's 25% off, blah, blah, blah. They'll be more inclined to share that type of information. Yeah, I think they're more comfortable doing that and sharing that. But in my experience, I think the men are probably more, in my family, are probably better at finances than, than the girls. I mean, obviously, as a student, I got given, you know, when you get your grants and stuff, I booked a holiday. It was ter- like looking back now, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But actually, I've got really nice memories for it. I don't recommend it, but yeah. um, I should have. No academic memories though for three years. Yeah, no academic exactly, memories, exactly. i.e., of knowledge that you should have acquired. I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I would say that even even when you look at marriage, the woman tends to be the one that deals with the household and the finances, and the, the man tends to, in most cases, this is not just me. This is like statistically yeah. no, speaking. This is your experience. This is yeah. my, but the the man, even like me, I work in finance, but I don't know how much milk and bread my wife does the shopping. So she just tell we just have an amount that we put in, and she and she gets on with it type thing, and 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 that, that happens quite a lot where the women will handle the finances in the house, even if you know the men are making making the money more money. So. I think it also comes from people's upbringings, doesn't it? Like my my granddad, he was Ukrainian and he he lived in a little area in Manchester. He had a, a Morrison's at the end of his street and he would get on a bus and travel an hour to another little area because the milk was like 10p cheaper. 
So it was like principle for him. He's like, I'm not paying for that. Even though like he's taking time and effort to like go to somewhere else just to save 10p. But that's because of his upbringing of like the famine and stuff like that. Yeah, famine will sort of really ramp up your financial savviness. Quite an extreme example there. (laughs) I mean, it's it's obviously in our living memory. But yeah, most people aren't exposed to actual famine. uh, As Mind you, it's coming, isn't it? With the fucking latest gas bills. Um, so, Emmanuel, I think everyone will want to know, I don't know how much you've ever spoken about this, but what has made you into such a financially savvy person? What's your story? Yeah, I guess just coming up from very humble beginnings, you know, um, my parents are both born in Nigeria. I'm the first in my family to be born in the UK, grew up on a council estate um, in East London, surrounded by poverty and, you know, struggling, and my parents did the best that they could. And I guess what, what, what kind of changed me was I lived right next to Canary Wolf, so I could look out of my window and see all these buildings. And I always tell people about leaving the light on. So I always used to leave the light on in the kitchen. And when you haven't got much money, the light represents money being wasted if no one's there. And I used to get in trouble for leaving the light on. But at night, I'd look out my window and see all these buildings in Canary Wolf and all the lights are running, everyone's gone home. And I'm like, well, there must be money over there because these lot can leave the lights on and go home. And I can't even leave one light bulb in the kitchen. And so from there, I just decided I wanted to work in finance because they must have money. And, you know, that that kind of pushed me to kind of want to work there. And I think your life experiences can really shape, you know, the way you think about stuff. And I guess the lack of made me want to have more and want to work hard to make sure I have. I love that. I mean, that's the most literal light bulb moment <laughs> I've ever heard of someone having an idea in my life. Yeah. So I guess I've got a question. It's for both of you. Is it possible to be financially savvy if you start life as a spoiled little shit? (laughs) Because that's the opposite of your journey, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're going to... Do you have a family yet, Emmanuel? Yes, I do. I have four kids. Right. So if you're making... Oh, my God. You're making paper now. Thank you. You're you're now in a quandary. (laughs) You're in a quandary where you're making a bit of paper, as my American friends would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how hard do you make it for your children on purpose... So they can have the lessons you've learned, or do you think, nah, they leave the lights on, they do what they like, but at the risk of them not learning what you've learned, it's the exact journey we're going on with our daughter. For me personally, it's a balance. You know, I think there are certain things that I experienced and I went through that have, you know, scarred and certain things that you've gone through, that trauma that you've seen through living that life and having those those no all the time that kind of yes can build you to drive you, but also things that you have to live through and, and go through. And I, won't, I wouldn't want my kids to, to go through that. So as much as I want them to learn about, you know, the importance of money and so forth and, and all of that, I wouldn't want them to experience the, the struggle and the poverty that I've been through to, to get the mindset. So I feel like there's a balance. But at the same time, I, I definitely let them know that this is my money, this is not our money, because um, they need to understand that there's going to come a time where they need to go and make it for themselves. So I really talk to them more about value and take away the money element and talk more about value. Because once they understand value, if they can add value to people, money money is then given in return. And so they're less likely... I was at, I was at a talk yesterday and a woman was like, well, my kids were more, they're always talking about money. And when they see kids, other kids with £100 trainers, now they want to do whatever they, they can to go and get those £100 trainers, whether that's legal or illegal. And I'm like, but if they understood value they wouldn't be bothered by the £100 trainers because they'd know what they need to do, how much value they needed to add to get those trainers if they wanted them. So they're not going to be moved as much because they're not chasing money. They understand the importance of value. And so for me, it's really important for my kids to understand that. Mm. Linz, are you, are you convinced? That's because really good. We have, we're having a conversation in the media. Sorry, pick I'm just any, writing notes. <laughs> pick, pick any type of identity you like. Pick mine, working class, 
So I get annoyed when I hear people in the government going, we need to understand people on council say, if you haven't actually lived my yeah. journey, do you really have the right to write me in a screenplay, write me in a novel, represent me in government? That's the same, whatever identity pigeonhole you want to set fire to these days, whether you're female, you're from some sort of, well, you're from a Nigerian background or whatever, yeah. you'd be infuriated. Yeah. Uh, if you heard someone try, like saying, I know what it feels. But isn't it exactly the same thing? How can someone who hasn't experienced struggle really speak about making money and value? They can only learn it in an academic way. And I think it's the equivalent thing of someone going, well, I've learned about working classness and Essex in an academic way. Yeah. I fully understand the value of it. Therefore, I am now the minister for council estates in Essex. And I'd be like, fuck off. Not really. I think there can be different. So, for example, I did a I did a show documentary where I helped a, a lady and her, her child. They were both struggling, and she was really struggling financially. But she's a cook, and I was like, "Have you ever thought about the fact that you're a cook? Have you ever thought about knocking on the doors in your nice neighborhood and speaking to the elderly people in your neighborhood and seeing if they'd like you to make some food for them?" She's like, "I've never thought about this before." And so, after the show, she started doing it. And now she has an additional stream of income from something that she was doing anyway. For the first Excellent. time, she's able to buy trainers for her daughter. She's able to do mummy daughter weeks going out for meals using a skill that she already had. That's value. Mm. So sometimes I, I understand what you're saying in regards to it can seem extreme, but actually we all have skills. We all have things that we're good at. If you can learn to add value to someone, someone will pay you for that value. It doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be really rich to be able to, to understand that concept. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've got a bit of information here for you, Emmanuel. Interestingly, women seem to respond better to financial education programs than men. There is, there's not, they're not equal here. They tend to be more willing to change what they're doing or learn and adapt. Probably no surprise as you are, uh, live in a man's body like I do and don't <laughs> like to be told. Uh, according to a study published in the Journal of Financial Counseling and Planning in 2013, university students were surveyed and found that women who participated in these programs were more likely to report that they had a budget in place, were saving money and had a retirement plan in place. This is after the course. They were also more likely to report feeling confident about the financial knowledge and an ability to make financial decisions compared to men 
who are taking these education programs. So it seems men lock in their views about money a bit earlier on. So we need to get in with younger boys, right? 11, 12, 13. Definitely. And, and also I feel like a lot of men get their identity from money. Yeah, because yes. obviously yeah. men have to pay status. for... Yeah, status. Men have to pay for dates. You know, you have to dress a certain way. You have to be like you are judged as a man by how much money you make on who you can talk to. You know, even like today, I, I was speaking to a group of a group of um, women the other day and I was saying about, that. you know, we talk about can men approach you? When certain men approach you, you'll say, oh, it's harassment. But if you fancy the guy, if you feel that the guy is valuable, it's okay. It's not a problem. And so a lot of men, so now a lot of men are like, well, they have to feel like they they validate themselves through money. So when I do events, although my events are open to all, 80% of the people that come to my event are women. Interesting. 50 to 100 people per event. And I've been doing events for the last five years and 80, without fail, 80% plus are women. And the reason, and they're so much more open to learning and developing when it comes to finance. Whereas when I talk to guys, they're like, you can't tell me about money. I've been making money since I, bruv, but you're broke. So how is that working (laughs) for you? Like you still live in your mum's house and share a bedroom with your little brother. Maybe you need to come to my event and learn something new. I'm making music though. I'm making music in that bedroom, bruv. You don't understand. Can I just say, so what what I find really interesting with this like generation is, well, so I've got a friend who used to work with trying to get like younger people that were, you know, um, where they've been put in like a young person's offenders like place and they were trying to get them into jobs because they were like on the streets, drug dealing, stealing, whatever. And they would try and get them a job, like minimum wage at McDonald's. And they're like, I ain't doing that. Like it's minimum wage. I'm not doing that when I can, when I could have got that down the streets. And so it was about trying to get into this younger generation to change their, it's not about what you're getting paid. Everyone thinks very short term with things, don't they? So it's yeah. like, well, I don't want to, I don't want a job at McDonald's because I don't want to be there forever. And it's like, no, no, no. So she was going in trying to say, listen, it's just a stepping stone. So get the job at McDonald's, work there for six months, then learn some skills. Then after six months, then apply somewhere else. And then you can say, oh, I've got this skill, apply for a little bit more money. And it's just like little baby steps up the ladder, isn't it? And I think that's the important thing that I think for this younger generation because we've got friends that they're at uni now or they're at college and they want to go to uni to go on to get a good job but they're like I ain't, I'm not going to work in a shop or in a supermarket I ain't doing that like it's beneath me type thing mm. it's a snobbery and it's like no 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 it's just life lessons it's all stepping stones and I think that has to come from either schools and parents that it's not you're not just going to leave uni with an accountancy degree or whatever and think you're going to be top of the chain in your the firm you're going to have to work your way up and people don't, I think this younger generation don't think that because social media has glamorized everything no I agree and that's why I go into schools because I've got one of my closest friends I got I got him a job in the bank referenced him got him a job in the bank and then you know some guys on the roads told him look you can make more money on the road and he quit the job and started making money on the road and he went to prison and went went to prison and came back out then went back to prison again and now he's come out and now he's in a in a warehouse for a supermarket and he loves it because of the freedom but some some of them if they don't get it they have to go they have to go in prison and un- to learn the lesson do you know what i mean to act cuz they they're so far gone they just don't appreciate you know the opportunity of actually i have my freedom i can work i can build they always want that quick money that until they get there and realize someone controls the time they wake up they sleep the time they can go out until they learn that actually they don't appreciate what they've got and so it's so important we get them early i want to know that man 
what could have been done when he was a boy so that he didn't end up there? What what wasn't done? You know what? I, I personally, because I know him, he didn't have enough male role models. He didn't have enough positive male role models. Like when you go to school, most teachers are, are, are women. When you when you go when you come to church, I know, I know him from church. Most of the people in church are women. He didn't have enough men, positive men in his life that could speak to him the same way negative men could speak to him in his life. And so when he when he got to a point where he felt like I'm a man, I need men around me. It was only the negative men around him that he felt he could listen to, and because we're the same age, he didn't want to listen to us. Yeah, can I just ask, like when you said about on the road? What does that mean? Because when Russell goes on the road, obviously that's probably not the same. No, no, on, on the road means selling drugs, basically. <laughs> when you when right, you're on okay, the road, okay. you're, just you're, checking. Yeah, doing doing drugs or fraud and those type of stuff. A man on the road could also be known, uh, Lindsay, as a road man. You can Google that later. <laughs> yes, we Google that. Yeah, road that exactly. That's my mate Darren. Darren's new tour. Go and see Darren on tour. He's very very funny, Darren Harriet. Uh, that's the name of his show. So, million dollar question: Can money buy you happiness? If anyone knows the answer, Emmanuel does. And what figure is the cutoff for happiness, in your opinion, 2023, time of recording? I think, honestly, whenever I heard this, I thought, you lot are crazy. Of course, especially when you haven't got money, the only thing that you is going to make, you have everything else. You've got love, you've got shelter, you've got family, but you're broke. Like, the only thing that you feel like can really give you happiness is money. But doing my job, when I worked, when I worked for, you know, Barclays in the bank, I was dealing with these high net worth. Do you know how unhappy a lot of them are? So unhappy, whether it be because it's not just about the money, it's about what do you have to do to get the money. So let's say you want to be a millionaire. That's fine. If that's your target, that's your goal, you're going to get there. But what do you have to sacrifice along the way? So when you think about the relationships, I'm speaking to clients, they're like, you know, my son or my daughter doesn't talk to me because they were never around. You know, they sleep in separate rooms from their partners. Now, that's not all of them. I'm just saying that I have seen it where I've seen people with really large amounts of like more money than they can ever spend and still sit in my room and feel like I'm going through therapy with them because they're, cause they're so unhappy with everything else. So I feel like we have to strike a balance between, yes, you want to make money, but actually money on your own, if you only have money, it's a sad place to be. You need to have money, yeah. friendship, love, all of these other things to really enjoy it. Just money alone can't make you happy. Is there a figure you roughly need, though, to hit the basics, in your opinion? Because I know it's dirty, no one wants to talk into figures, but you know, can someone on 30 grand a year live a meaningful life anymore with how expensive everything is they should be able to maybe maybe up north or something not not in london yeah 30 grand in london is like 30 pence it's it's, it's nothing do you know what i mean well, that's what teachers are starting on this is why it's disgusting <laughs> it's nothing yeah, it's sad. i mean you can't i sit down with people even i, I sit down with people on like, i remember 30 grand is around about the average i mean because of all the strikes it's the average has gone up a little but, you know, it's around, it's around about the 30s. I see a lot of people on 35. You can't buy a house on your own, 35, even in Greater London. You, you've got to be further out unless you're doing, you know, these, using these schemes and so forth. So it's, it's really important that we understand that, you know, actually you're probably going to have to find to share. You're going to have to share to kind of live a meaningful life. And a lot of people don't like that because it was all right at uni. But when you're now... 35, 40, and you're still sharing bathrooms and, and houses and so forth. It just doesn't, you feel like you're not really winning in life. There's two schools, isn't there, Linz? There's the your your dad's school, which is, I call myself a wealthy man. I've got my health and my family and I don't yeah. worry about my bank account as long as I'm going. Or there's 50 cent, which is get rich or die trying. Yeah. And it seems to be men select from one of those two trees, whereas the solution somewhere in the middle, which is where girls are, right? 
That is probably the best. I, I'm, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to say I'm going to steal it. <laughs> okay, you can have it. You're going to see, uh, hear me on social media. That is the best analogy ever for men when it comes to money. Like those two, it's either, you know what, that is whatever. I'm just going to live my life and, you know, I've got my family, I've got my friends and, and, and that's it. Or it is the 50, I'm just going to, whatever it takes to make it, I'm going to make it. Anyone gets in my way, they're going to get knocked down. And actually, like you said, the middle is where we really should be. Mm. Do you think girls are better at playing that middle way a bit more, Linz? They have to, right? They get lumbered carrying the baby. Yeah. They get lumbered mm. doing all the shitty parts. I think the reason why men are more like that is because of the pressure on them. Yes. Because obviously if they're having a family, they've got to provide, you know, the woman's out of action, pregnant, those sort of things. Um, but I think we see so many people online that uh, hey, pretend they've got so much money. Some might have money, but I think... What we've seen is it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't make you happy. It, if anything, they're just buying more of the same shit and to try and fill a, a void, to try and fill a hole. Maybe they're putting online like a really happy family, but actually the, the marriage is shit. The, mm-hmm. the horrible, nasty to each other. They don't have sex. They don't have any relationship. And it, the money just doesn't mean anything. Money for me would mean like it just enables you to have freedom to spend your time with your family and your friends and to just give you that that time which is time you can't put a price on that okay that's the end of part one we're going to take a break there ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 